Craft Beer Radio, episode 385, on June 25th, 2016. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we have beers, and we're going to drink them and tell you what we think. We're not aware of too many things. Mm. We're just, we, we try not to get too deep. <laughs> uh, well, that's, it's, it's like exactly the opposite. But anyway, <laughs> where should we go from here? Do you want to start with the, <laughs> the doggy claws? <laughs> no, let's not start with the doggy claws. I think All we right. have to start with the Goza. I All think that's right. probably the latest beer, right? You went to... Presents Ready Set Goza. Another Goza pun. Four percent alcohol by volume. Twenty IBUs. That's what someone needs to name it. Here goes another pun. Ah, <laughs> I like that. Ingredients: two row Munich and wheat for the malts, and organic Hellertau traditional and Sterling for the hops. This one was a beer that I picked up for the recent beer club at work, where I told people, uh, name three styles and go. They picked Goza, Saison, and um, Triple. Wow. So it was like, okay, I'm going to have fun shopping for this one. <laughs> Actually, I found a lot of Gozas I wasn't yeah, expecting yeah. to find. I didn't think I could fill that order as well as I did, actually. Gozas are out there. They are, I mean... We talked about this before, but they are... I tasted one today. I went to a brewery up in Butler. I won't call them out because I didn't appreciate the Goza very much, but it was a lime Goza. Mm. It had so much lime juice in it. It mm. was it's like, ugh. Like oh, it also says uh, brew with salt and coriander. I like so. the double IPA better. But this is the Uinta Ready Set Goza. Also, I should mention, it's an organic Goza. Now, organic doesn't really mean anything, but... At least, like, there's not, like, a restriction on what that means, as far as I know. Um, there is somewhat. A certain part of some of the ingredients have to be organic. Yeah. So The okay, barley has to be, the barley has to be organic, I believe. Or the grain. The hops don't have to be organic, but maybe. And I don't think the coriander or the salt have to be organic. Yeah. But they are all organic. I don't think salt can be. Salt's not an organic molecule anyway, so. True, right? But the rest of the material is all organic because it's all carbon-based, mm-hmm. so. Room on this one is tangy and tart, a little bit lemony. Touch of lime zest, I would say, on the nose. Light light tartness on this one. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit less than many, but still there, still apparent. The salt is more apparent than, than other okay. gozas that I've had. Um, it's a little... It tastes kind of briny. Um, almost... and But without anything there to, to tackle that brine. In, in fact, maybe the coriander is, is making it even a little bit more... Um, almost mineral watery like there's a there's there's and I don't know if I like that that much Um, yeah I mean the salt's there it's not uh, not 
noticing it as briny as you're mentioning it. The thing I'm noticing about it in the late part of the taste is a combination of the lower carbonation and the maltiness. It kind of really skews sweet towards the end there. Mm. Sweet and malty. It tastes to me a bit, has a bit of like a seawater taste. And it's not, not my favorite thing I've ever had in a Goza. And we've had a lot of them, frankly. Yeah. yeah. And now we look around for the dump bucket, and it's not <laughs> It's here. not here. Oh, well. It's, we have to, it's only 4%. We're not right. exactly... Yeah, it's not pour-out-worthy. It's just, you know, I don't... It's more dump bucket is to prevent dead air as yeah. we empty these glasses, because there's not too much else to say about this. Well, we can say this. It was in a can, and there were a couple can news things that I saw. Oh, okay. Uh, Fort Collins is moving to an all-can uh, selection, and Stone was it, is it Stone is putting out a can now. Even okay, the, and and the, they're calling the beer Twelfth uh, of Never. Okay, I because, saw the Twelfth of Never thing because that's when they said that like they would come out with uh, cans that <laughs> they would never can their beer now. Right, <laughs> they're canning their beer. Um, Not the only brewer to say it never can yeah, their beer. Yeah. It's, I, I think that the, it's good to see that there really has been an evolution on cans. And we've talked about them for years. Yeah. And the packages are probably better now than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Better than when we started talking about cans. The linings are even better. And, uh, yeah, everything should be in a can. Except for highly carbonated, corked type things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say, okay, if, if you want it to age, it's better in a bottle. I don't know so much. I mean, the only thing the bottle is going to do that might be beneficial is, you know, let some oxygen right. infiltrate in. Mm-hmm. It's typically not the kind of oxygen that like happens to barrels, like the micro-oxygenation. So for some old ales, you know, where a little bit of oxidization can help. But I don't necessarily think that... That also oxygen some, infiltration is necessary to make old ales better. But also some air can get in through corks and stuff too, right? Oh. So. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely think you can uh, age stuff in cans. Um, East End Brewing, their barrel-aged gratitude, mm-hmm. they did in pounder cans this year. So I got a four pack of that. So we have to we have to see. But age, I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah, so one of those isn't going to be drank for ten years for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think that's a, I think that's a stigma still that you may have that, that, maybe, that, may be that needs to go yeah. away. It's the same stigma I had when I was looking for Dale's Pale Ale mm-hmm. on the shelf and I didn't see it. I had blinders. There was a can. I'm not going to focus on that right. object and read what it is. And you saw it, right? You know. It's just like that. And I think that aging in cans might be a stigma. I, until I see some kind of information that says that aging is better in bottles, I just think it's a romantic concept, you know, because everything good that we've ever aged has been in bottles, bombers yeah. and 750s and things yeah. like that, right? I don't think it's necessarily a rule, though. Uh, yeah, but you, you may absolutely be right, and we, we will find out eventually. <laughs> At the very least, we will find out in 10 years. So... <laughs> Do you want to move on to the other can? 
That's a double IPA or a Citra IPA. Okay. So it's a little seven and a half percent ABV, mm. pretty hoppy. I think we probably should do Long Trail or the Deep Six. Let's do Long Trail next. All right, the Long Trail Standout, which is their spring seasonal American Pale Ale at five point two percent alcohol by volume, forty two IBUs. And let's see if I can get anything else about this bad boy. Equinox hops. Do you want to rinse your glass? Yes. Equinox hop. So it's it's kind of fitting. We just had the solstice. And now we're going to have Equinox <laughs> hop. Drink Equinox on the solstice. That's <laughs> um, kind of all I have information-wise on it. The color is... I mentioned the color of the last one, which is more straw-like. This is kind of a golden. So it's a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Lots it's of not, It's not a slouch in the uh, aroma department. Not at all. Getting those hops. They're kind of mango skins. Uh, let's see what else. Pineapple juice, mango skins. Very citrusy, very tropical. What's the date on this bottle? It smells pretty fresh. Interesting. Uh, eight, it's now, it's formerly Equinox. It's now called HBC 366. I don't know why they would... Oh, trademark must problems. There must have been a trademark, yeah. Um, oh, wow. This beer was bottled in January. It still smells like this. Interesting hop. Yeah, this is one of the tropical ones. I'm looking for where it comes from. Like, it's, uh... It's mother hops. I don't see anything. So, it's a it's a real noseful of hops. But when you take a sip, there's a big malt character there. And you get a little bit of hop candy care, a flavor, like on the sides of my tongue. But the malt is really um, dominating the flavor and actually cutting out some of that tropical flavor and replacing it with kind of a a biscuity type flavor. Along with the the tropical stuff that's coming through, I also get a, a, a really um, um, mushy peach. Like a, a fresh but mushy, okay, peach too. So that's a you know that all that hop is giving a lot of of character to it. The EBC three sixty six. <laughs> um, you were talking about the malt. There's almost like a pumpernickel malt. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a it's a very malty malt forward and and somewhat um, molassesy quality to them on to, to the least yeah I think the hops are so bright and flavorful mm-hmm. or in the aroma and have the potential to be in the flavor and I think the malt's kind of stomping on it I think it kind of it's kind of flattening this beer out well you did also mention it was uh, in January yeah, so maybe January. the flavors maybe the flavors faded the aroma hasn't don't know not bad but I guess this is a spring seasonal so that's why it's equinox Yep. 
This is a long trail there in Vermont. Not bad though. I mean, I I would have more of this. I I I can sort of appreciate where look the, for the, it next spring. Yeah, I can. I I kind of I kind of like the the Mount Ford aspects of it, and I think that if if I think you're right, if the hop was a little bit brighter, then it would be really mm-hmm. uh, really almost special. But at, at least right now, it's still pretty good. All right, so do we have a date on this one? I don't know. We just got shorts into the market a couple of months ago, maybe. Yeah, so maybe that's putting a, a back end mm-hmm. on the uh, how old this one is. Let's do the shorts next. This is the controversial. All right, so. 6.5% off by volume, 65 IBUs. This is a tribute to Simcoe Hops. So. That's what Greg loves to hear. <laughs> it's like his favorite sentence. I'm trying to see why it's called controversial. Uh, and I don't know. There might be a story here that's uh, not worth telling, apparently. Uh, you, do you have the label copy? Uh, prolonged public dispute yes, or debate? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of stonish in its uh... obfuscation. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's it. Maybe they wanted to make a beer to bitch yeah. out whatever the problem was, but didn't want to say it, <laughs> didn't want to air their grievances publicly. Kind of has a, a lettuce type aroma, doesn't? Like um, oh, interesting. Yeah, it, cucumber or lettuce. Definitely a a green. Yeah, like. Oh, now now we're getting some go. It took a while, but now it's really starting yeah. to hit. If out. I covered the glass and kind of yeah. smelled it, it was. Boom, Simcoe. But yeah, that first whiff was kind of like Swiss chard or lettuce or <laughs> like not a beer aroma. It's still in there a little bit. Something that's pretty like. There's a lot of malt in here too. I'm getting, I'm smelling a lot. And so the color is an amber color, really. It's, it's, well, it's go bronzish, but a little bit darker. There's the, there's the laser coating. Oh, this is another January beer. Really? Yes. Well, it's a couple days newer than the Long Trail, but not much. Now, hmm. oh, and look at the heavy seas, and it also has a Best Buy of May seventeenth. Jeez. <laughs> Where did the heavy seas come from? Oh, that came from the the rep. Uh, oh well, that's a porter, so it yeah, should be yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, I'm still getting that. Uh, yeah, me too. It's in the flavor. There's something that's kind of like crushed up, like leaf lettuce, like a little bit wilty. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird. It's different. It's getting weird. In here. 
We're only supposed to be here for six months, Rick. <laughs> Wanna have a commercial? Um hmm. It's getting weird. <laughs> exactly. Found it. Alright, yeah, let's do a commercial. There it is. Do, 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 do. So I got something new to promote this week. I um, saw, I saw the, the you saw the, it's the link form that I yeah. put in the, yeah, so there is these, it's really weird, there's these uh, Amazon bounties that they have, right? Okay. And they're for like free trials, and I read up on it, and like, you can sign up for the free trial and then cancel like the next day, and like, we get our bounty for that. So, like, say you want to, you don't have Prime and you want to try Prime. Well, you can get a Prime free trial, get for thirty days. Then you get like a year and thirty days, and for the same price, we'll get like three bucks for that bounty. Not too shabby. Uh, Audible. If you ever wanted to try Audible and didn't do it from any other podcast ever in the world, uh, you could find a link. So, where where do you find these links? Go to your podcast and look mm-hmm. in the notes and scroll down to the support the CBR part and all the links are it's right like there. 20 links there. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, CISO or Showtime. Amazon Family. If you got a new baby with diapers, Amazon Family would be a good way to go. They ship you diapers every month or week or something. Um, gift registries for weddings and baby showers. You, you just sign up for a gift registry and we get a bounty. Um, Amazon Unlimited Kindle. So if you want your like nine dollars a month, but you don't, need, but you just have to do the free trial. So like, if you are like really motivated, you can sign up for like eight free trials and send us like forty bucks, and then cancel all the stuff the next day. Yes. So is that? What, I think they will notice a pattern. It, it <laughs> seems legit. <laughs> it seems legit. All right. slash amazon if you want to do the old, boring way of supporting us. <laughs> Uh, all right. So what's next? What's next is we gotta get rid of lettuce. <laughs> lettuce is gone. Yeah, that just it, it has like a spinach, mm. right? It has the the spinach or lettuce thing going on? Uh, no wonder it's, it's so like wilt, wilt, wilty lettuce is the best way I can put it. It tastes like you know if you have um, you know those like fundraiser hoagies. The shredded lettuce, the shredded iceberg lettuce is oh, in the fundraiser yeah. hoagies. Sure, sure, yeah. Maybe after like three or four days, what that lettuce <laughs> tastes like. Not our favorite beer. Porter? Um, no. IPA? Yes. Okay. All right, so East End Brewing... I just opened their tap room in the strip. They used to have that public market where they would have a growler shop. Mm-hmm. And the public market closed for the second time. Isn't And doesn't appear to be reopening anywhere. So East End has got their own place. It's a tap room. So you can get their beers there. And uh, it's bring your own food. There's plenty of food. In- well, that's part of the thing. Yeah. It's like they could do some crappy food where they put it in a microwave or... The Strip District is Pittsburgh's kitchen, practically. So, so many places to get good food there. So, they're very happy with Bring Your Own Food. Mm-hmm. And they just opened on Friday. I was helping Scott. They have a digital sign with the menu there. 
and uh, he was asking me for tips and stuff to do that. So we're actually, I set that up. So I was there on Friday when they opened to make sure everything was working just fine. And uh, yeah, so go check that out if you're in Pittsburgh. But I brought, they fill crawlers. They do growlers and crawlers. So we got a 32-inch crawler of Green Giant. is a canned growler, basically. Yes. So it's just like the small growler that, you know, you get from... Roundabout. Roundabout or whatnot. But you don't pay any extra for the aluminum. And it seals better than a growler. So it'll keep longer. You still want to drink it as fast as you can do. I guess the only downside is you have to drink two pints... Or once have a friend. Open, yeah, once it's open, it's open. And yeah, you can't reseal it. Yeah. But aside from that resealing... So you can't use one of our lovely uh, bottle uh, sealers on it. Well, I, so I actually have for the bottle sealers. I have a can sealer, right? Yeah. But it won't fit this kind of right, can because right. it's a different size cap. So that's the other thing the bottles have going right now is that it's easier to get sealers. And so stuff. there's the market. There's the free tip for you. Yeah. Get a crowler sealer. <laughs> Make a crowler sealer stopper. This is 6% aqua by volume. Citra hops are used, but only citra hops are used. No, this is like 7.5%. Okay, well then this uh, then Pierre has wrong information. They say that uh, 75% of the hops are added after the boil. Yeah, the, um, this is the second time that they've made it. Um, and they tapped it for the opening of the tupper. The aroma, I think, citra is pretty much spot on, right? Yeah, tangerines, yeah. you get some zest, like kind of like squeezing an orange or squeezing a tangerine skin. You get that zesty smell. Uh, the color is now we're, we're sort of we'll be getting darker as this goes along, mm-hmm. and so this is uh, amber with sort of red tones to it. Yeah, it's a it's a dark it's like a tarnished brass or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm. See, that's the smell that I've been waiting for with yeah. all these IPAs and whatnot. I mean, this is... Well, this is the fresh one, right? This is very, very fresh. <laughs> this one fresh. was just canned yesterday. The crowler filled yesterday, and... Um, it says, by the way, since it's Pittsburgh, I <laughs> like this on here. Yins can recycle this can. Uh, yins being... A, a Pittsburghism that really has fallen away. I don't hear it. You don't... You need to go into like the valleys and the blue collar mill yeah. towns. They still use yins, like Heather's family and stuff. Yins is still well, the older people, sure, but like the younger... even the youngers, really, like, yeah. Like if you go up to lower lower borough or Freeport, okay. So or... yeah, and in the in the Blanox, in the in the very like in, in the almost rural areas, right? Uh, it's the you know the. The industrial towns, okay. things like that. So, like the key sports type. Yeah, yeah. 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 You'll hear yins there still. Mm. But anyway. Anyway. It's less a Pittsburgh thing than it is a surrounding And area. yins is like a y'all, right. for people who don't know. How, how did, I wonder how that came about. It's a Scotch thing, Scottish oh. thing. I think about it. I hate to keep selling on this, but uh, when I hear yins, I usually hear yins all. So it's y'all all. Well, it's, I said kind of like, it yeah. was a shorthand, kind of like y'all. Yeah. But there is all y'all, so. Yeah, true. Anyway. <laughs> I've, I don't, I've, 
Oh man, we were rattling on this one. <laughs> I, I don't I can't think of hearing yin's all. Are yin's gone down, you know? Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. I, I've heard yin's all before, I think. Yin's all are crazy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's just like all y'all. All y'all are crazy. Mm-hmm. Just an emphasis on the group again. Lots of great aroma coming off of this. Mm-hmm. Very citra. If you, if you smell it really slow, you can actually get some booziness. You know, you can smell the alcohol in this a little bit. A little bit of like an English muffin aroma, I think. Flavor, juicy up front. It's a good balance between the malt and the hops. The hops kind of bowl through in the end, and you leave it with a, a bitter kind of um, orange pith or something like Marmalade. that. Kind of, yeah. yeah, you kind of get sitting on your tongue. But it's a nice balance. It's not all the hops, but you can definitely tell it's citra. Mm-hmm. And it's... It has it's, a, a good sweetness to it, too. And it doesn't go oniony like citrus can do. So. Yeah. It gets a little... A little sharp at the end, like the bitterness. Or yeah, yeah. The the bitterness gets a, there's a, a little bit of a sharpness. Just take another sip, and then it'll wash over that sharpness. It and will give you more of that marmalade. Mm-hmm. So you only got to worry about the last sip. Then you got thirty two <laughs> ounces of it. So that's true. Um. Yeah, it it, does, it feels like it. The end could be modulated a bit. Okay. Um, because it it, it does kind of it ends up like it's kind of sharp a little bit. Uh, it's just a little bit on the bitter side for me uh, with that end note. But yeah, maybe it's not kind of uh, kind of has a reminiscent, more classic, yeah, big hoppy abrasive bitterness to it. I think that's where the the, the, the oniony bit is coming in, like at that very very end. So you don't really taste it so much, but you do okay. sort of get a sort of uh, like a sulfury, a sulfury aftertaste, a little bite at the end, which you might you might not like. So. I don't know. It's good. I like seeing that East End's putting out a big hoppy, trop or citrusy beer, you know, because big hop is their flagship, right? But in to- on today's palate, it's not like. Big hop, no. you know, it's not big and hoppy. Yeah, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a IPA, but it's on the lower end. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's the beer that he wanted to cater to uh, a good audience. Mm-hmm. The, the, the eleven audience years that, ago, yeah, the Pittsburgh you know, likes, which we've talked about right. before. How there is, um, was it uh, Tro's Amber? Oh yeah, they had to call it like Hopback Amber and throw a bunch of hops on it because people wouldn't buy just an amber ale. They want to know there was hops in it. I think that's probably a problem like all over. Yeah. I think Amber's just a horrible death sentence yeah. for a beer name. I remember hearing a story about uh, Bell's Amber and how poorly that mm-hmm. moved in the market, mostly because of the name. Which is too bad because, while I agree, there are not a lot of examples of special Ambers out there. They they certainly exist. Mm-hmm. I've had Ambers that are spectacular, so. It, you can do great things with all these styles. You just got to do the great things with them. So, here's another free one for, you know, beer names. We got the, here goes another pun, and this amber doesn't suck. I promise. 
I still don't think that'll sell. No. People would be curious about it. Mm. People would be curious. Maybe if you... But wouldn't people also be curious if a beer said, this sucks? I mean, Lagunitas sucks sells very well. <laughs> it, it does. And it'd probably be hard to clear this beer does... This amber doesn't suck because Lagunitas sucks. Yeah. Lagunitas sucks is a very good beer, too. So, yeah. that helps. Which... Interestingly, is another beer that's very big on Citra. Yeah, it was originally because they had it was brown sugar, right? They couldn't get the hops for brown sugar. Uh, it was they couldn't do the cellar time needed for mm. brown sugars. They threw out a quick turning, crazy hoppy IPA. Mm-hmm. People were mad that they couldn't get brown sugar, but I think I I, I don't know their sales, but I would not be surprised if they sell more sucks than brown <laughs> sugar these days. So on to our next beer, which is uh, a very different beer than the ones we've had before. Uh, this is a porter from Heavy Seas called Deep Six. Robust English-style porter. 6.8% alcohol by volume, 25 IPUs. Molson uh, used our UK Pale, UK Amber, UK Chocolate, UK Black, Light Crystal, and Dark. And the Hops, UK Target, and UK Fuggle. This beer's pours really dark it almost looks like imperial stout type dark very little light coming through even on the very fringe of the glass the aroma on this thing is smoky and roasty oh, it's interesting it to smells me. like a smoked porter almost yeah when you smell it it smells like there's actually like bamberg smoke in there doesn't it it does it has it has a little bit of a smoky tech, quality to it what's interesting to me is that in the description, they mention Maris Otter, but in the list, they don't oh. mention Maris Otter. So, I'm not sure what that means. Errors. Errors. Yeah, I mean, this smells like smoked porter. I mean, the aroma is like so rich and robust and mm-hmm. smoky that I'm surprised. I wasn't expecting such a deep, rich yeah. aroma off of this beer. And then I'm, you know, curious why it seems so smoky. The aroma carries through the smoke a lot. Maybe the flavor. Oh yeah, the flavor. flavor. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what I meant. The other yeah. thing, the other sense that I'm talking about. Right there, now. there is a very smoky character to this. It has a little bit of um, fruity esters coming from the yeast, right? There's a little bit of, uh, of like strawberry in the distance and um, uh, maybe pear. There's a good amount of chocolate here. There's not a lot of like soy sauce and stuff, so it doesn't go that route. Uh, it goes more yeah, smoky and chocolate and uh, a little astringent, but not into like the deep... Mm-hmm. This deep molasses and soy sauce flavors. Not like tobacco, you're not getting that. Right. So Best Buy May, this beer was probably brewed in December or so. And there's a little thinness up front. Mm-hmm. Almost like there was a slow working in- infection here. It doesn't really ruin the flavor, but there's that kind of that cidery thinness up front. You know, it's like a wild yeast infection or something like that. It it could be, or it could just be 
it's just a, a thinner. I mean, it is a porter. It's not a stout. Right, right. But I mean, if it's that, no, I'm getting some of the. It just yeah, it has that old beer flavor to it. It has. Mm-hmm. I like it actually. I think it's um... the more I drink it. I, I I like the first couple of sips, but the more I drink it, I'm getting kind of that um, kind of you know the gusher type flavor. You know. Ah uh, yes. When you okay. drink a gusher, yes. I know what you mean, and when I look for it, I can taste it. There's, it's there. It, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it hasn't ruined this yeah. beer yet, but if you look for it, you can like, oh, it's in there. Yeah. And I think it it killed the body. I think that I'm tasting a little bit of like nuttiness that that I think is almost gone. That was probably in this mm-hmm. beer when it was fresher. Maybe it's what's making the smoke so prominent. Could you know, more phenols coming out, mm-hmm. and they're, they're coming across as smoky. Yeah, as soon as you said that, you were right on. I almost don't know how I missed it now because it's kind of prominent. I can I once once I nailed it. Once, mm-hmm. once I got my microscope. That's what right. it is actually. So now that I'm in that reference frame, I'm not tasting as much smoke. I'm mm-hmm. tasting other phenols, which my brain was. Pulling is smoky before. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's it's a little more... It's still kind of smoky, but there's a little more plastic in there. Yeah. Yeah, a little, a little bit of that Band-Aid. Yeah. That, uh, fortunately, we caught before it got... It ruined, it totally ruined the mm-hmm. beer, but it's still not, uh, not great. Well, that's unfortunate. There you go. Use a little dump can right there. <laughs> We're going to just call this one Old Beer, I think. <laughs> old Beer. Well, our final beer is old. No, but it's supposed to be old. Yes. I got it when I was in San Francisco. This is Doggy Claws from Hair of the Dog. But it's, this, brewed, it's one that's brewed in the Netherlands. Right. This, so this is done at uh, Brewery de Molen, like the uh, one we did... Somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, Binky Claws equals Doggy Claws Ale or something like that. It's hard to from the label exactly how to enunciate the name. But the, So Doggy Claws is like 11.5. This is 13 point something. Uh, is <laughs> Binky Claws anything by itself? Or is that this I don't beer, see anything or? about Binky Claws on, on the Hair of the Dog page. So. I wonder if Mullen makes a Binky something. There's dog. There's little dog, which is a second runnings, so it's like three point five. I'd like to try that. That'd probably be good. A little small. Yeah, that's probably draft only. Yeah. Well, it smells good. It's filling the room with aroma. We're back into a. I. What color is that? It's like if cinnamon were a liquid. That would be the color. Yeah, so the label here says that they used uh, Pilsner malts, Simcoe, and Amarillo for the hops, yeah, and true. flower honey. Hmm. It's ready to drink now, but will improve with age. And it was bottled uh, last August. So I got this in March, right? That was when I was in San Francisco. So.
has a big multi-melanoidy aroma. Mm-hmm. The booze is apparent. I actually felt like, like I got a little bit drunker <laughs> just by smelling it. And there's kind of a Calvados type character to it. Like an apple brandy barrel or something like that. I don't know anything about this thing in barrels, but when I smell it, I kind of get that Calvados apple brandy or maybe a tequila type thing. It's definitely, I mean, it's, I guess it's the honey that, that that's coming out and giving some aspect of, of that to it. But there, yeah, there is something there that's, that's, uh, I like your Calvados. I don't know about tequila so much, but, okay. uh, this beer is too boozy to cup your hand over the top and smell it just gets way too hot you actually need to like air this right yeah way too way too boozy Mm -hmm. it's like smelling whiskey Uh, so you need to kind of like you can give it a swirl but mostly it's to like mix the air so you can get a less intense aroma i used to count this i'm smelling a lot of apple Mm -hmm. it's like some maple Has this cashew. Cashew. Ooh. You know, I've never been in a cashew orchard, but I can imagine what the flowers and the pollen smell like, and I like it. I like it a lot. Pretty hoppy on the flavor. The malt's there, but it goes bitter real quick. The hops play with the malt, and they get they just can't, they taste candied. It's almost like um, uh, how do I want to put this? Like um, think of like a, a, a glazed donut, or maybe a crawler where it's kind of like the mm. the egg, you know, the little fluffy, but has the you know the Kind of that gooey syrup, you know, yeah. like inside, you know, you get that crawler. A bear claw or something like that. Something like... Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's this, like kind of this like bitter drizzle, like the hoppy comes through too, right? So it has this really sweet donutty crawler type thing. And then you get this little orangey bitterness to it. It's, it's, it's a really interesting combination of the two flavors because it's intense malt, and this thing is still hoppy as hell, and mm-hmm. it's a year old. It's a very viscous, not like, not motor oil, but, I mean, it's up there. It's, yeah, the, the hops are really, like, blasting away at, at your tongue while the malt is sort of lying in wait. This is interesting now, for yeah. sure. I'm imagining what this beer would be like in five years. It would probably be awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting now, for sure. I'm not sure how much this was. I was just asking if you had any idea how much this beer cost. Probably in the $11 range, is my guess. We were on the same wavelength. I'm like, I was going to ask you, I'm like, he's not going to know what it cost. Well, I mean, I bought like six oh, right, right. or seven bottles there, and it cost me about 78 or $79, I think. So, and some were obviously more expensive than others. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the expensive one. This is on, on the expensive side. I mean, if I'm looking at Hair of the Dog and Mullen and tasting yeah. this, I'm guessing this is like a $20 bottle of beer or more. It could be. Yeah, it's a 12 ounce bottle. Yeah.
That's we, good. That's there's, good. There's a Caliente that opened up right near my office, and mm-hmm. I went there, um, and I bought two uh, expensive beers. One because Damien said he wanted to try the Game of Thrones beer, the new Seven Kingdoms. So I bought mm-hmm. that. I still have it in my fridge. And the other one, they had uh, a Jolly Pumpkin Oro de Calabaza from 2014. Okay. So I bought that and uh, I, I brought it over to Nick's place where we had <laughs> enjoyed that. Beer. That's good. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, Caliente, like the place, but man, it puts a hurting on your wallet. Definitely. Definitely. And that was two beers and that was close. To, I think it was like $48 or something like that. Yeah, they're seller. They uh, go out to Philly to get beers mm-hmm. you can't get in Pittsburgh, bring them back. But, you know. They they make you pay for it. Yeah. And um, got some really good stuff, but yeah, it can put a hurting on your wallet. I like, Nick is the owner of Caliente, mm-hmm. and I like what he does. I love his pizza. Some of my favorite pizza in town. It's not and, bad. The bit one I had was okay. I asked for pepperoni pizza. They gave me a plain. <laughs> oh. I don't know if they have, you know, make sure they have the oven dialed in and Mount Lebanon too, but yeah. like the dough, the dough is so good, it has a crisp on the bottom, but it's chewy, you know, above Yeah, it. it's probably not perfect in Mount Lebanon yet, so. Like they, uh, they actually changed out the oven at the one in Hampton to match the one that they have in Bloomfield. Ah. I would, he probably learned his lesson. He probably got the same oven in Mount Lebanon, I would I mean, they think, just but, opened, so yeah. I'm guessing they're, you know, they're, it's funny because we're going to be moving in a couple oh. months, so I'm going to, but it's still close to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to drag this out too long, but you try their pizza again. Go to Bloomfield, get a slice, and, and see what you think, because it, it's the best pizza I've had in Pittsburgh. Mm. Is it as good as that New York pizza? Mm. It's it's the closest thing. The dough mm-hmm. with the cr- the, cr- the crisp, the uh, you know, the uh, crunchiness that it has on the bottom. It's the closest thing that I've had to the New York pizza yeah. that... We had when we went, when New York when Saber was in New York, we went to this pizza place. They they par cook their pizza, and they finish it in the oven when you order it. And we just had like one slice of the cheese pizza. And it was like unbelievably good. <laughs> yeah, at, at just random corner yeah. store. It's like we weren't even hunting out the best pizza yeah. in New York. It was open. Like, to, place is open to like three a.m. <laughs> it was right down the street from Rattle and Home. And I'm sure it's not the best pizza in New York. Or we got exceedingly lucky. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about this more in the post show. Yeah. That was that's fun to reminisce about. We had a hell of a time then. We did. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's rank. Let's rank. There's a beer here and a beer there. <laughs> Another beer. A couple more beers. And a beer. All right. So the uh, last place beer for me. Hmm. It's actually not the beer that was infected. I think I'm going to put the shorts controversial in last mm. place. That lettuce was really weird, man. It was really weird. I don't know if that was a hop fade that has gone like crazy left turn or, or what, but I, I didn't care for that very much at all. I'll put the deep six in one, two, three, four, fifth place. The infection, you know, killed it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this... It's an older beer, and the phenolics that was putting through it, you know, it just had the... So, kind of disqualified at that point. 
put the... This is crazy. I didn't like that Goza, but it keeps moving up and up and up. <laughs> um, hmm. Put the... Uh, yeah, I'm going to put the long trail, the standout, in third place. Again, the age, I think, killed this. It had a really Wait, interesting... So what's in fourth place? Uh, oh, okay, so six was shorts. shorts. Fifth was, okay, deep six. Fourth was long trail. I misspoke. Um, it smelled like Equinox, but the I didn't like how the, the maltiness, and maybe it was hop flavored in the flavor, so fourth place. The Goza, which I put that in third. It's real close. It was hard to tell which one was going to go there. I put the Goza in third. Um, wasn't as tart as many gozas it was salty like greg said it was low in carbonation and malty and it really mm. skewed sweet towards the end and i didn't like how that worked out on there now we're into the gooder beers <laughs> the gooder yes i'm gonna put in number two i'll put the hair of the dog i i like this but i think we just drank it too young i think once this thing turns into a old barley wine mm -hmm. it'll be amazing right now it's really hoppy simcoe amarillo and really boozy and has that donut thing going on and you know i, I think the east end i think the um green giant the citra i think you know really give me what i wanted tonight give me that juicy citra hops yeah it might have been a little bitter towards the end it wasn't like one of the things i like to say about people like the newest generation of these tropical hops right they're less apparently bitter mm -hmm. so people who don't like ipas still like these beers this isn't that right because this still has an apparent bitterness at the end but you know for everyone who likes ipas i think this one really does a good job Weird man. <laughs> I'm going to be different. I'm going to put the heavy season last place because once you made me find that infection, it was really all I could taste, and that hurt the beer tremendously. So uh, yeah, that makes it lose for me. Uh, number five, I'm going to put the shorts. Um, it was tough because yeah, it was really lettucey and and, and gross, but it wasn't infected. So, uh, so that there, <laughs> there you go. Uh, number four, I'm going to put the, uh, you went to the Goza. Um, not a huge fan of what they were doing with the Goza, but still fine. It was fine. It, was, it wasn't, uh, mm -hmm. wasn't a bad Goza. It was just, I've, I've had, you know, a lot better Gozas, uh, over the past, uh, oh, gee, geez, over how many Gozas have we had this had year? had a Goza show. Yeah. Uh, number three the i'm gonna put the hair of the dog I, I think it's good but yeah i think it could it just needs to age i think it would be great three or are you done three two three no third okay. third place hair right. of the dog uh i i i think it's uh i think it could be great if it aged and i think it was a little, a little fresh and a little too so it, the hops didn't fade enough for it to to really uh hit me like i think that the, a great barley wine should and 
<laughs> I banged on, on. We had the uh, six pack holder over to yeah. our left, and it just kind of moved on its own just now. But it, I banged on the table, so whatever I did made up some vibration. So it wasn't it wasn't a ghost. <laughs> uh, number two, what is the? Uh, I'm going to put the East End in second place, and really, uh, it's because I I really did like the Long Trail, and I think that even though there was a little bit of fading there, I I, I thought it was delicious. And didn't have that bitterness that onion part at the end that the East End had. Okay. Even though the East End and Long Trail were both very good. All right. All right. Who sings this again? Edie Brickell and the That's New Bohemian. Edie Brickell. We should do a great trivia category would be like the second best like one hit wonders like what else did they sing like what else did Edie Brickell sing what else did Don McLean sing I, I have no idea <laughs> exactly <laughs> what else do the guys who sing uh, Mexican radio what's the name of that band uh, I'm not aware of too many things I know what I know you already said that, Edie. Okay, Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Bear. At CBR Greg. At, at Craft Beer Radio for the shared account. Email. Someone took at Greg Weiss before I could get it. So. Too many Greg Weiss. I Google Greg Weiss. There's a lot there of you guys out there. a lot of there. Greg Weiss. So it's, it, it's hard, you know, to, to Google me. It used to be Greg M. Weiss. Your yeah. Twitter handle, you changed it to CBR Greg. Is that, is that what I did? Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway. <laughs> beer at craftbeerradio.com. <laughs> and um, all those free trials. If you're like a person who really wants to help the show and not spend any money at all, do the free trials and cancel them. Just do the links on the show. I mean, it's for those starving college artists... That's the way to support the show. It's more legwork, but it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, but if you do that too much, then they're not going to, like... <laughs> I... Craft Beer Radio is a really high percentage <laughs> of people who cancel the free trials. It's abnormally high. It's almost like they're asking people to cancel the free trials. <laughs> who, us? No. Never. Just don't listen to episode 385. Thanks, Thank you, everyone. <laughs>